Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. I started this podcast as a place for practitioners to get useful information about Data Mesh, and we're at over 200 episodes already. This is a Mesh Musings episode where I do a relatively short overview, some might call a few of them rants, on a specific topic related to Data Mesh. I try to put uh, you know my few summary takeaways in the show notes too to make it easy to decide if this will be useful for you. Quick reminder as well to hit the Data Mesh Understanding link in the show notes to easily review listings of past episodes you might have missed, you know, that I've grouped up on different topics to make it easy if you want to do like a deep dive into governance or something like that. Do check out the Data Mesh Understanding offerings as well and the free community introduction and roundtable programs while you're there. Now with that, on to the Mesh Musing. What is a mesh data product to business owners and users? Mesh Musings number 21. So I know there are many out there struggling to really very specifically define what is a data product in data mesh terms. Eric Broda led a community discussion around it even. There's a link in the show notes to the recording if people want to watch it on YouTube. But every time I've seen someone define what is a mesh data product, it starts to get extremely technical extremely quickly. And I'm not saying that technical angle, the actual code-based manifestation of a mesh data product isn't important. It really is important. You have to be able to explain it that aspect of it to the people who will build it. But what about the people who will own the mesh data product or who will use the result of it without even potentially even querying the data itself. I will say before I go on on this one, I don't have great answers yet. Mostly it's more about questions, but I am hoping for someone out there to hear this and to take this as the impetus to write this article in depth. There needs to be interviews and coverage on this. It's incredibly necessary so we don't get overly focused on the technical instead of the impact on the business. These mesh data products need to have business value. So in most cases, your domain owner is not going to be well-versed in APIs, infrastructure as code, micro batch versus streaming, input and output ports, etc. Same for your subject matter experts in these domains. But those are often the actual owners and stewards of these mesh data products or at least those with the accountability for for the data products. So we need to start talking about what a data product means to the domain owner. It might be that they never even touch the data product in any meaningful way, but they obviously need to be quite involved if they are the owner in some capacity. So we need to move to clearly define what a data product is in terms that make sense to not overly technical people, 
but we also shouldn't create a custom definition of what is a mesh data product for each domain owner to their specific context. And then we also have to think about, depending on who is consuming from these data products in some way, how do we define data products for those business owners, those those non-data literate folks or those not as data literate people? For me, a mesh data product must start with a very clear purpose. Even if that mesh data product is not designed to support a very specific business process or use case, it's important to talk about the significance that data product has to the domain itself and to the wider organization. And what are the responsibilities of the data product owner? The mesh data product needs to be a vehicle for communicating what is happening in the domain. Andrew Padilla's upcoming episode number 99 covers a lot about how we need to share experiences in data form. Mesh data products tell a story in some way. They're saying, here is what is going on, or here is interesting information that will help you to drive what is going on. They're far more than just the ones and zeros. I'm reminded about the first interview on this podcast, episode number three with Paolo Plotter. We discussed the process Agile Lab has developed to find and create necessary data products when working with their their customers, their clients. A number of other episodes have also touched on this kind of event storming or similar ways of discovering your necessary mesh data products. It's about asking people what are the business processes that are in place and what data is needed to support them. I think Jean-Michel Coyer's episode number 84 really covers a lot of how will this data product be used? Like, what is the point of this data work? We're creating some kind of report or product or whatever you want to call it. How is this actually going to be used? By, by whom? And in what way? If you just kind of stop at delivering data, you're not delivering insights. You're not delivering knowledge. And yes, there is some push and pull as to how far do you go towards the domain person saying, here is the insights about our domain versus here is information to derive insights. But you still need to really be asking those questions and think about who is going to be using this. You know, if you're going to be powering reports with your data product, how are you going to explain what this data product is trying to measure or convey? Who is the target consumer? Many people discuss the necessary documentation for data products, but it's pretty often focused on that technical metadata, not the business metadata. So I highly encourage you all to start to think about what are we doing all this for? You should think about it at the high level of what are you trying to achieve with data mesh or doing distributed data in some sense, but also why are you creating these specific mesh data products? It may be that a certain data product is really only for data scientists or other highly data literate people. So then you don't have to really think about, I don't want to call it dumbing it down because that's that's pejorative, but you know, of putting it into other people's context. But if, so if we really want to democratize data and make it easier for many people in the organization to actually leverage what you're doing with these data products, so that they can augment and enhance their decision-making, right? That's what we're trying to go for with data democratization. It's enhancing their decision-making. 
we need to get a better grip on how we want non-data literate folks or not as data literate people to access and understand the data and that that information, the difference between just the ones and zeros of the data and the information, the knowledge we are creating and sharing. And then we need to focus on making that a useful experience, probably with some guardrails. I think East Oldfield has talked about this in his episode of if you just give people access to, to information and not really, or to data and not really the information on exactly what it means, you're headed for trouble. So, and it's also okay to not serve everybody straight out of the gate with a data product or even with your data mesh implementation. A lot of people are starting with, we're really only serving the data literate people because we don't have our experience in such a form that it's really uh, ready for prime time for non-data literate people. That's okay. You can't do everything up, up front, but you do need to keep an eye on what are we doing all this for? And it's business impact. And who are the people that are going to have the most business impact? Is it the data scientists? Maybe in some cases, but in a lot of other cases, it's the people that are kind of the front line of the domain. We need to empower them to understand what is going on. And part of that is we're using data products to do that, to, again, to augment and enhance their decisions. So we need to start to think about how are we creating these data products to do that, right? That's not just the consumers, but again, we also need to put it in terms so that the owners and and the people that are really driving the creation and the management of these data products can understand why we're doing this. What is this all for? And that's not about the APIs and the input output ports and the infrastructure as code. It's about the real business impact. So how do we describe this encapsulation of information that we're creating in a mesh data product to actually drive business value? So I encourage people to really think about this, and I really encourage people to start writing about this, right? Collaborate. If you're on the technical side, collaborate with two or three domain owners and have them describe what a data product is to them and why it matters, right? Put out content on this because it's really necessary. And it's really necessary as we bring more people into the tent and that, you know, again, whether you want to call it data mesh to them or not, doesn't really matter, but that you can point to them and say, we're doing, we're distributing our, our data operations for a reason. And here is what we're trying to achieve with it. So with that, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox and stop ranting, but please do. If you're interested in this topic, feel free to reach out and please, please, somebody write some good content on this. Hopefully that was a useful mesh musing for you. Please do rate and review the podcast. It really does help. And if you'd like to get in touch and see how I can be helpful to you, check out the show notes. I'm pretty easy to find. As I mentioned, there are some great free programs in addition to some very affordable things round implementer intros and roundtables on the Data Mesh Understanding website. As always, if you have suggestions for guests or topics, please do get in touch. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And with that, now on to the funky outro music.